0: This is the Seahawkers podcast, episode 367. I'm Brandon Schultz of the Military Seahawkers, and joining me in a podcast number that will go down in infamy, my good buddy, Adam Emmert.
1: Well, Brandon, you know what you do every time
0: a really good relationship ends that you're not quite ready for? You know what you do? Crack it open. You crack it open. Turn on the boys to men. Mm-hmm. Although we've come to the end of the road. Yeah. Yeah. It was a beautiful rendition. That was and terrible. I appreciate I... you
1: doing that for me. <laughs> it was a beautiful rendition. Don't sell yourself short. We're going to make ourselves feel a little bit better today. Um, An end of an era. And I am drinking. I, I am three beers in. So all of you that love the Drunk Adam podcast, uh, you're welcome. Because this relationship ended a little too quickly for me, about a year too early. I'm up in my feelings, and uh, I'm drinking some beer because it's not just the end of the Russell Wilson era. It's also the end of the Bobby Wagner era. At least that's what we know for now. It's just, this is a black day in Seahawks football history, and I'm sure you're all hurting. I'm hurting too. It's going to be hard to deal with. It's going to be hard to deal with.
0: Yeah, Tuesday, March 8th, 2022, the Seahawks rip off the band-aid. They trade Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos for yeah. two first-round picks, two second-round picks. Yeah. They get three players from the Broncos mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then they swap a fourth and a fifth-round pick for some unknown reason. Maybe maybe we get to keep one of those picks of one of those three dudes fails a physical or something. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The fourth and fifth round picks don't matter. Uh the big move is is losing Russell Wilson. Bobby Wagner released as well. And I I would have uh, you know, twelve hours ago before Russell Wilson was traded. I was more prepared for the Bobby Wagner news after the Russell Wilson news. Yeah. But I've also yeah. I've been thinking about Bobby a lot this last week. And I had kind of come to the conclusion that he would at least be Carlos Dunlap off the team for a little bit before maybe he comes back. I'm not, Adam, what I'm trying to say is I'm not ready to say yeah. goodbye to Bobby Wagner just yet. I But I am prepared the, uh, with the Russell Wilson news being finalized. Yeah,
1: it, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, those are the last two stalwarts of the Super Bowl run and that whole era of Seahawks football. It's hard to see him go. Uh, It's going to be a whole cast of new characters and new voices coming forward. Now, so we're going to get into all the rest stuff. Now, hold on. Hold on. We're going to get into all the rest stuff. Okay. However, I have some solutions going forward that I'd like to present that I think are extremely solid ones and ones that I hope the team do. There is light at the end of the tunnel. And there are things that can happen and I hope will happen. And our team is <laughs> going to be better off for it. I was going to say that. Are you kidding me? Uh, <laughs> we could, we could, we could end up back in Super Bowl contention.
0: May, maybe in the long run, right? There's, there's potential for, for goodness in the long run, right? Yeah, it. There is,
1: there is. But yeah, I, as much as I want to talk about Wags,
0: like I mean,
1: we got to talk about Russ. Yeah.
0: Like I said, I, I, I'm, I'm prepared to, to talk a little Bobby, but I'm not ready to say goodbye to Bobby yet. I just, mm-hmm. I, I need that. I, I, I need to just leave that door open for a little bit.
1: Well, I understand that. That was much like when I popped on with you and Clinton earlier today. Um, I had a rough night last night, just couldn't sleep, up all night, ended up staying up with Brittany throughout the entire night. Just something was wrong in the universe. I could feel it. Went to bed at like 9 a.m., which is ridiculous. That's a ridiculous human thing to do. But I'm off for the I'm off for the week, and then woke up to five missed calls from Bronco Jared and a text alert or uh, from Bleacher Report saying that Russell Wilson had been traded. And three eight twenty two, I think we can all agree, is the day that the shizzy hit the fizzy. <laughs> And the world is actually ending. The dollar is starting to collapse. There's world war three on the brink. The Russell Wilson was just traded. The world is ending. Gosh dang those it. Are, those things are all equal. It's all equal. The world is ending. It's all over. The end is nigh. Ah, oh, what a tough day. What a tough day. And we get I guess we could talk about the compensation and all that and see how you feel about it.
0: With the other things going on, it does put into perspective really where this uh, w- where this belongs in the the importance of other things going on in the world.
1: Yeah, just it's just one more nail what? in the end of the world coffin. You know, um, I hope you all have an off grid cabin like me and um, lots of uh, beans, band aids, and bullets. I hope you're good. Hey, we
0: know where to find you. We can all uh, <laughs> uh, consolidate up do. there.
1: Some of you do the
0: people that know uh, need to know, but the rest of you, well, good luck. You know, I've been trying to think about this trade just over the course of the day because I'm trying to put in perspective what it means in terms of the compensation. You know, did it mean that okay. Russ wanted out or did it mean that Pete and John think that they're going to be just fine without Russ and they can quickly rebuild in the next couple of years with the help of these picks? Um, mm-hmm. I know Based off of our discussion earlier, you said that from the Broncos' perspective, they feel like they got over on the Seahawks. Skip Bayless tweeted out that the Seahawks got robbed. With Because if you would have asked me after the Russell Wilson injury and a few weeks after being back. Yeah. If three games in, after his return, you would have said after the season, you're going to be able to get two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and three players from a team for Russell Wilson after, you know, after watching the green Bay game, after watching uh, who was after mm-hmm. green Bay, anyway, those three games I would have been in. I would have said, okay, yeah, Russell is probably it's over for him. Um, it's time to move on. And that feels like a good compensation package.
1: Yeah. I definitely remember sending Bronco Jared a text after about that same time frame and being like, so how's a second sound for Russ? Because I mean that's kind of how it felt at the time. It's like, oh my goodness. And I can I can see the perspective of the team on this a little bit. Number one, I blame the Rams. I blame the Rams and I blame the Bucks. And the reason why I blame those two teams is if you look at the last two Super Bowl champions, basically they built up a roster, got it pretty good, and then they went out and poached a quarterback. And I think what John Schneider and Pete Carroll are thinking is, as long as you're paying that guy a bunch of money, that quarterback, that franchise quarterback, it's impossible to build up the team to actually go and win the Super Bowl. So I think what they're thinking is get Russ uh, at a high, because this is probably about the high you're going to get, and then build up the team, and then go out and poach a quarterback. And I think that's that's their thinking. That's my only guess. Because hmm. it seems to be the new paradigm in the NFL. And we all know it's a copycat league. And so that would be my guess as to how they came to this decision. Now, whether you feel like two firsts, two seconds, Shelby Harris, Noah Fant. And who's the third player?
0: Shelby Harris, Noah Fant, and Drew Locke. Oh, right. Drew Locke. How could I forget the quarterback we got back? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my
1: gosh. Oh man. Yeah. Andrew Locke. Right. Let's talk about Drew Locke at some point here. Because, because um,
0: Noah Fant, he could, he could be a pretty good tight end if he had a, a really good quarterback throwing to him. Although we got <laughs> the same quarterback who's been throwing to him for the last couple of years.
1: Right. And with mediocre production, look, I, I like Noah Fant coming out of the draft. I thought he was a good draft pick by the Broncos. Um, been a little underwhelming in his professional career to this point. Shelby Harris is a real player. He's a real player on the defensive line. Toward
0: the end of his career player, though, too. Yeah, I suppose so. I didn't Early 30s take that defensive camp. lineman, right?
1: Well, although defensive lineman, they can seem to go pretty late. That's one of those positions that seem like they can rock it a lot longer than, say, you know, a guy on the edge or yeah, something. But like it that. was
0: the reason why the Broncos were willing to give him up. And that's part of my issue yeah. with the, the trade, too, because if I were to pick a Broncos player that I would want out of this deal in a trade for Russell mm-hmm. Wilson. Those three players weren't at the top of my list. I'd be, I'd be asked, now Patrick Sertan. They probably wouldn't be willing to give up him since they just traded. Him. No, did they other the one rhyme with rub Chubb, Bradley Chubb? I'd be okay. Javonta Williams, the running back that they sure, got in the second sure. round last year. He yeah. was looking real yeah. good. Any of those three guys. If one of those guys was in the package, I'd feel a lot better. I agree. I agree. Now,
1: I guess he had to get a quarterback of some kind back, and that is Drew Locke, Um, a guy that came out of Missouri, and he has arm talent, and he's made some wow throws. There's no doubt about it. Um, He just doesn't seem to have it upstairs. And before all this went down, I went on a work trip with Bronco Jared talking about Drew Locke. Hey, man, well, how are you feeling about that? Because who knows? It sounds like Aaron's not coming. We're obviously not trading Russ. <laughs> so uh, what are you going to do? You trading for Matty Ice? What are you doing? Oh, well, I'd rather roll Drew Locke. And, um, you know, towards the end of the season, he figured out how to check it down a little bit. I don't think that he was given a fair shake by Fangio or the idea that they matched him up with Pat Shermer as an offensive coordinator who was a disaster of a hire for them. And yeah, I'd like to see one more year. Drew lock. I think he can develop all that stuff. Um, found myself trying to tell myself those things, Mm -hmm. uh, as this trade went down, but I've seen enough of drew lock. Drew lock has been out on the field quite a bit and he doesn't have it. He's uh, a backup quarterback in this league. It's just who he is. And, That's who you got back in this trade at the quarterback position, which leads me to believe this isn't the final answer even for this season. Maybe it is. Maybe it is for this season. They're going to tank and try to you know, have a high draft pick next year that they can parlay the low Broncos uh, first-rounder from next year into a quarterback. Maybe that's the way they go. I've got some ideas. We can talk about that later. But Drew Locke, not the solution, never going to be the solution. Uh, Clinton Bonner texted us in our group chat, you know, Gino or Drew Locke, which is better? (laughs) Legitimate question.
0: You know, if now he's not under contract, and so he couldn't have been part of the deal. But I would have preferred the other Broncos quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater. I might still be in play. Unfortunately, everybody's talking about the cap savings.
1: Well, all right. We save 11 million from Russ. But we also take a $26 million cap hit, dead money right. this year. Mm-hmm. Second biggest in NFL history, only behind when the Eagles offloaded from Carson Wentz. Wow. Huh. Yeah. That's what the Seahawks just did. Take that into consideration about you were trying to decide whether or not this was the trade compensation was an indication of how much Russ wanted out. Obviously, either Russ really wanted out. Or alternatively, and this is how I genuinely feel those last few games of the season when they started running the ball and they started winning, Uh I think Pete looked at it and was like, look, I love Russ. I love having franchise quarterback and all that, but I'd rather have a team that runs the ball well, plays stout defense. We can put anybody that's an upgrade over Tavares Jackson back there and win a bunch of games and go to the playoffs, which is basically what we're doing now.
0: Yeah, I I think that's where it comes from. I do. I do. It really does get to the idea of why would Pete approve of this? I'm thinking, yeah, he's a defensive minded coach. Does he see the pieces of another Super Bowl caliber defense as part of this draft and and having three picks within the top 50? Are you able to assemble those pieces to where you can start to build that? And then through next year, you know, you have another four picks that are probably going to be top 50 is that the mindset that he's approaching this from? Because if you're Pete Carroll, I I had Sam Marcoux, Dolphins fan, text me and say, Yeah, what Sam have to say? I'm curious to this. Yeah, he said, isn't Pete like 70 or what? What's he doing? Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, it doesn't seem like the time for a rebuild. It doesn't, because I think we all
1: kind of felt that this next year was Pete coaching for his contract, right? Mm And I think in an ingenious way, this buys both Pete and John three years. Yeah. No matter what happens, it buys them three years to be in their position because now we're rebuilding.
0: Oh, it takes time. Got to have continuity. Who else are you going to get? Yada, yada, yada. This is the weird thing to me, though, is that after the season was over and Pete goes into the meeting with Jody Allen, Mm -hmm. is this part of the pitch? If she was so unhappy with how things were going during the season, there had to be a a, a you know an approach that he was planning to take this off season, yeah. trading Russ and getting picks. That seems like the the rebuilding route that you're going to pitch for your job going forward. I don't know. That doesn't seem like the uh, the approved way to go to me. The way the tea
1: leaves have played out here, I would argue that. Pete didn't even need to give the pitch that Jody said, all right, you're signed for how many years? We're not moving on from you. Make it work. Same with John. And they said, okay, this is, (laughs) this is their plan. This is their plan. Now I would have rather seen them run it back this year because I was closer to Pete's thinking that they were just a couple tweaks away from being a real contender. For the Super Bowl. I really, I really felt that. A couple tweaks on the offensive line, a couple tweaks on the defensive line, find a corner if you can, but ultimately it doesn't much matter. And with russet QB, re sign Penny or whoever else you feel like can provide you with that sort of production, and we're right there. I, you know, I had the Facebook comment from a friend who's a Jets fan. He's like, Well, I always thought you were at best the third, you know, team in the division. This upcoming year, and it's like, eh, I humbly disagree. Now, it's pretty clear that they're the worst team
0: in the division, and there's really no argument. No, and part of that is, with the expectation that Bobby leaves, but part of it is, too, is the idea that which guys are they going to allow to let go? Because, okay, is Dwayne Brown going to stick around now for, no. uh, yeah, I I wouldn't expect him to. Quandre Diggs, is he going to stick around? New? No, probably not. There's already talks of maybe trading away Tyler Lockett. And, you know, I don't know if you're talking about getting, I, I don't know what you get for a locket because yeah, it's a pretty team friendly contract that you'd be trading. Mm-hmm. You might be able to get mm-hmm. a second or a third. And considering the depth of receivers, that, you know, that's probably an okay trade to make. That stinks, though. I mean, gosh, it, losing if, if there's Russ, Bobby, Tyler, man. That's It's taken a DK. hit to possibly DK. Now, I could make the argument that he would be the one to keep, but he would also be probably your biggest trade chip for more firsts. He's the only yeah. guy that you would get firsts for, I think.
1: And between him and Tyler,
0: who's going to be the biggest headache dealing with losing? Again, I still think that the Diva stuff is played up way more in the media oh, side. For than sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Played up for sure. I, I'm not trying to, you know, make
1: it a mountain out of a molehill. But what I'm saying is, in comparison, oh
0: sure, yeah. Uh, DK to Tyler, DK is not able to compartmentalize his uh, disappointment with and frustration with losing the same way that Tyler is.
1: That's exactly right. That's all I'm getting at. And I'm not even saying that makes him a diva. I'm, I'm really not. I'm just saying that that's that's something to consider. Now, I think there are options that they could go with for a pretty quick reload. It's going to take two years, but I think there are options out there. So here, do you want to hear my solution to the quarterback problem
0: right now? send a fourth to Atlanta to get Matt Ryan into Seattle,
1: send the whole draft to Atlanta (laughs) for Matty mediocre. Yeah, let's do that.
0: Better yet, let's uh go. Hey, out Matt and Ryan able to, able to hand off the ball and make a couple throws and play great defense with, with him at QB. You could, you mm. could, hey, they he made it to the Super Bowl. Sure did. Sure did. Yep. Yep. He's he's like this- a healthy
1: Jimmy G. <laughs> yeah. 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 True fact. Um, so yeah, then you start to look at things like. Do you take a year of wins? But here's the thing. I don't think that the Seahawks are going to go out and sign a veteran QB or trade for a veteran QB because of the dead cap hit that is involved in this trade. You're not going to have that sort of money to throw around, and I don't think they're going to burn it that way. So I think the only way that you can upgrade a quarterback is to get somebody on their rookie deal over Drew Locke, right? Because that's where we're at. Drew Locke's quarterback. Drew Locke, Drew Locke is our quarterback.
0: <laughs> oh, I can't even say we, with a straight face. Yeah. Um, we, we've so, gone from starting this show uh, back in 2013 with Russell Wilson as our quarterback. Yeah. And now nobody from that team is left. And Drew Locke right. is our quarterback.
1: Right. So this is where we are. So here is my solution. Many people will disagree, and that's fine. But Aaron Rodgers is signed... And re-upped his contract, he says the four years, two hundred million, isn't accurate. I don't care. I'm sure it's multiple years for you know at least two years, however many dollars. It doesn't right. matter. They're committed to him for another two years. Packers are in win now mode. Now, if that's the case, what good does it
0: do you to have Jordan Love riding the pine? What good does it do? You? I they their use of for Jordan Love has kind of expired.
1: Yeah. So. My initial proposal was trade wags (laughs) for Jordan Love. Obviously,
0: that's not a deal now. Uh, I I don't think that Bobby Wagner was in. I I know a lot of people are upset with the release of Bobby Wagner. And so I just to address that right now, Bobby Wagner was at the end of his guaranteed money last year. Yep. This final year of his contract was a year when he first signed this deal that we all looked at and said he's never going to see that final year." year. Because yeah. all of his guaranteed money's gone. You mm-hmm. you can release him and the cap hit, the only part of the cap hit you're taking is the initial bonus money that was part of his guaranteed deal. Right. So it's, it's in a different situation than Russ. And so it was more of the idea of, okay, you can pitch it to Bobby and say, hey, three more years, you get the $20 million you were promised in this final year, it's just that it's spread out and mm-hmm. you're at the end of your career so you get it anyway. And maybe that is ultimately how they bring him back if he doesn't want to leave. I know KJ says he didn't necessarily want to leave. He he pitched the idea of coming back. It's a business. It's a business. Bobby understands that it's a business. Carlos Dunlap was released before he was brought back last year. I mentioned that already. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, he won't be back again. Um, I my point is though is that they weren't going to trade Bobby they, because I don't think that there was compensation out there. A, a team unless they would be say like with the, the deal for Marshawn, if Bobby already had it lined up that he knows a dude on another team, he says, I want to go here, let's make it happen. And the GMs have uh, to make this works. So and another team has an opportunity to, to call him, just say, you're going to give me a seventh or, you know, conditional sixth or something. And we make it happen. And that's, sure. I think that's the only way that you're going to get anything for Bobby. That's one way of thinking
1: about it for sure. and, He's released now, so it doesn't really much matter one way or the other. Uh so what are you gonna trade for Jordan Love? Picks. What 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 do you think it
0: would take to get Jordan Love off the Packers right now? I don't think I would be uh I, I I'm just not sold enough on Jordan Love to where I'd be willing to give up picks for him. I, I would ride with Wow, I wow I would wow. ride with Drew Locke for one year. Win our two to three to four games in 2022, and then take our top five pick along with all the other picks that they've amassed through these other deals and go with QB next year in the draft.
1: I wouldn't. Okay. From the quality quarterbacks you see out of this draft, who knows what comes out of the next one. Now going into the last one, I didn't know that Zach Wilson and was going to be awesome. I didn't know that Justin Fields was going to be awesome. Right? So there's guys that potentially next year that you could look at and be amazing, but usually when they're drafted, I mean, it's what? A 50% success rate at best?
0: Oh, yeah. Even for the
1: top three guys. Right. Look, I watched all of Jordan Love stuff in college. I'm a big fan. Go back and watch that start. The one start he had against Kansas City. I did today. And what you'll be reminded of In that is Green Bay didn't help him out at all with a lot of scheme stuff. And then secondly, Spags just sent the house at him every single time. And they had no answer up front blocking. That's not on Jordan. Love still kept them in that game was a one score game at the very end. Right. Yo, know, through a attachment. I think that he's a hell of a competitor, somebody who hasn't had the opportunity to see the field a lot like Aaron Rodgers when he sat behind Brett Favre, and on top of all of that, people will be like, "Well, I've seen enough of Jordan Love, blah 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 blah." Oh, really? Really you have? But let's compare that with Drew Locktape because there's 20,000 more minutes of Drew Locktape than there is uh, Hey, Jordan if you're Love trying tape. to
0: sell me between Jordan Love and Drew Lock, I will take Jordan Love all the time.
1: But I'm telling you, like what would it take to really pry Jordan Love away? What's the highest that you'd have to give up? The Broncos' first rounder from next year? Like what it's going to be 27th?
0: <laughs> well, you know, I I I don't want to trade away the Broncos' first rounder because the one thing that we learned why? Because the one thing that we learned from the Jamal Adams trade and the one thing that we learned from the Earl Thomas trade, where we got him from a Broncos first round pick, you're an injury or away from that being a potential top 10 pick. Let's play the what's more likely game. Is it more
1: likely that the Broncos are a nine win and above team next year? Or is it more likely that they're two in, you know, whatever it is now, uh, 15?
0: Yeah, I, I I think that's more likely. Oh, But we also played played the more likely game with Jamal Adams already. I'm kind of tired of playing that game.
1: Well, speaking of the Jamal Adams trade, the DCH texted me and we were talking about it. Boy, that puts that in perspective, doesn't it? A couple of firsts for Jamal, a couple of
0: firsts for Russ. That stings. You know, if you want to feel uh, just how bad it stings, Tyler at... All about a bag tweeted. Uh, he oh, he sent me a DM with uh, yeah. at Jason underscore OTC's tweet says, if we cross out the matching rounds, ultimately the Seahawks wound up trading Russell Wilson, a third and Bradley McDougal for Jamal Adams. Two seconds. Shelby Harris, Noah fan drew Locke, and a fifth.
1: Yeah, it's, I guess that's one way to look at it. I mean, obviously they're separate deals, but it does make it, feel like that Jamal Adams trade was ultimately a overpay. And look, I think there's another thing that's important to do right now in this podcast. I say all sorts of things that end up being right. I genuinely do. I'm pretty freaking good at it. And we're good at it, Brandon. Sure. Me and you, we say a bunch of things that are right. We do. And we're, we are usually right. But in this case, I was wrong. I was wrong. All the wrongs, 100% wrong, and um, I'm trying to wash this crow down with this white claw, and just try to make it feel a little less uh, pokey as the bones go down.
0: Um, there were there were you had a few people. I was la- wrong. No, I I had because you're not on Twitter. I had to field some of the tweets. Of uh,
1: you should have you should have let me know about that, and then. I could have put out a little video that you could have put on the Twitter to to field all that because that's not on you. Okay, not well, on I, you. it's not on you. T- me.
0: I'll take the clip from the YouTube and I'll, like I'll clip that out with you looking at the camera and okay. and saying that you were wrong and and maybe I send that out because at yeah no it's my fault. At Hague tweeted at me and said you told me this definitely wouldn't happen and Joseph at new F guy said Adam's overconfident insistence that Wilson wouldn't be traded doesn't help his credibility. So yeah, true
1: fact. That's a true fact. No, you have to take that with everything that I've said. That's right over the years and bouncing against the things that I've been wrong against. This goes in the wrong column. There's no doubt about it. There's no running away from it. There's no lack of accountability. I I was a hundred percent wrong. And you know, I probably not going to trust much that comes out of, Pete's or John's mouth or really anybody from the organization anymore. Um, I mean, Russ last too. year I would have I thought, well, you know, uh, yeah, Russ too. But last year I was like, it oh, might happen. I don't think it's going to happen. You know, that sort of thing. Please, God, don't let this happen. This year with the way
0: everything was and all of that. Um, yeah, Pete's in. Oh, we're good now. Russ and I, our communication is great. Yada, yada, yada. After the Super Bowl this year was a totally different vibe than last season.
1: 100%. And just think about Pete Spresser uh, midseason where he talked about, I wouldn't have won like this without Russ. Yeah. And, you know, uh, him standing up at the Combine just, what, five days ago? Six days ago? Saying
0: we have no interest? No intention. which No intention? Which... That's how That rings a little false. Really, Pete? Did anything change between your press conference and now? Like, all of a sudden, you had no intention going in to that press conference, and yet, here we are, less than a week later. Do you
1: look at the Broncos, what they're giving up, as a godfather deal? No.
0: I could leave that, for sure. Yeah. And that's what I thought. I thought it would take a godfather deal. You know, hearing from some other people, though... It sounds like they feel that this deal is fair. Again, I talked to Sam, just texting him before we got on. Mm-hmm. And okay. I, I, I was curious. I said, from, some, from an outsider's perspective, does this feel like a deal that's fair? And he said, yeah, seems fair compensation-wise. He's just shocked that it happened. And I said, well, now, as a Dolphins fan, if you saw that... You were giving up two firsts, two seconds, and a couple players. Maybe even throw in Tua, and and maybe because you're getting a first round quarterback there rather than Drew Locke.
1: Tua, that tight the white tight end who's real good. Gasecki, yeah, yeah, Gasecki, and uh, I, I don't know, you know, take your pick. Right, a third player, and he would do that in a second.
0: No, he said, ooh, that's tough. He said it's probably too rich for him, probably because it means trading Gusecki, too. and uh, But he does say that that was close. So he, he sounded a little bit more on the fence when I put it to him from, OK, you make the deal. Yeah, they're also not a quarterback away from winning the Super Bowl like the Broncos are. So th- th-
1: that makes a difference. He
0: does say that he would knock down Dan Marino's statue and replace it with one of Dan McGuire, though, if he could have a Super Bowl.
1: so uh in 2076 when the planet's on fire and they're still playing football for no reason when the dolphins win the super bowl i want to see that dan mcguire statue (laughs) i do all six foot six of it well we could have
0: another dan mcguire type era couldn't we
1: well that's the thing you're giving up a known quarterback commodity for the unknown and this is a difficult position to be in and look I've been pretty good at identifying quarterbacks. So what I'm going to need to put out there is that both Schneider and Pete, like you made the decision. I don't like it, but Hey, if that's where we're at. Okay, fine. Going forward. My services are available. I'll give you a a, a number to where it makes sense, but I can help you find the next quarterback. I honestly believe that uh, a Jordan love trade would be a really good deal. Now the idea of bringing in, yeah, bridge quarterback, which is probably the route that they'll go. Like, who are we looking at? Mariota?
0: Yeah. I mean. Teddy. Jameis. Teddy.
1: Yeah, can you imagine a Jameis here? God. Please, God, no. I would roll the dice on Mariota before I roll the dice on Jameis. Yeah. Just because, just because it's a little more likely to fail and we can get a higher draft pick. This is where we're at. This next year is going to be hard, and I have something to say to all the folks that have been accused of being fair weather fans. Uh-huh. All you poor, poor twelves, are you still a fan right now? I'm assuming you are. If you're listening to this podcast, guess what? Affirmation right here.
0: Right. Yeah, you you're are no, no longer still a fan. You're no longer bandwagon. You're no longer fair weather. It uh, no. It ends These
1: are the hard times. These are the hard times. And we're going to still increase this podcast stuff. We're going to still keep doing this. We're going to need your support to do that. We're going to see. We're going to see how many of you little flockers are, uh, you know, worth your salt. So it's going to be an interesting, interesting
0: two years. All of you who are on the season ticket waiting list, now is your time because there are going to be cancellations because season ticket renewal notices just went out on Monday this week. And I can imagine that there is a good portion of definitely people who are reselling tickets who are saying, I'm out. And maybe even a portion of fans who are more on the Russell Wilson train than the Seahawks train who are saying, I'm out. Hey, Ian, here's my advice to you.
1: If you're looking to buy those season tickets, don't do it. Put your money into something better. (laughs) You know, something something that you can eat, something that, that holds its value, you know. Like, you know, maybe a little silver or something. I don't care, but do not buy season tickets Buy the
0: season tickets. Let us return. Let's get the real fans back in the stadium. Let's get our home field advantage back and let's win some football games.
1: I'm all for all the winning and, and all of that, but crazy prepper Adam is looking at all of you and saying, please, God, don't do that with your money. Be smarter than that.
0: Adam's pro money tip of the day.
1: I am not a financial advisor. But uh, I can't tell you that uh, season tickets aren't something that usually gain in value. That's non-essential items. It falls in that category. If I was to look at my Wells Fargo, how they break out my spending, which I only do like once every five years. So I don't feel and uh, (laughs) yeah, so don't do that.
0: You talked on the live stream about how this is kind of like a breakup. It is. And, and one thing that I got to thinking about after you said that is that breakups are good for allowing you to take a look back and realize what you don't want. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the qualities that now, you know, after the Russell Wilson, the the time with Russ, he's now our ex, Mm -hmm. what are some of the qualities that you want to make sure that you don't have in a quarterback moving forward? That is a really good question, and I really
1: like how you uh, tease that out. That's good thinking by you because you're right. How do you deal with adversity? What do you gain from it? What did you learn? And I think, boy, that's a tough tough question because to be to be honest, throughout the majority of Russell Wilson's career in Seattle, could you ask for much better?
0: No, in terms of the quarterback play on the field now, even off the field, I'm saying especially off the field. Like, is that a guy that you ever looked at and was like,
1: uh, yeah, that's the guy we roll with or any of that stuff?
0: I'll I'll tell you the one big thing, and it was a noticeable difference when you compare guys like Dave Craig and Matt Hasselbeck to Russell Wilson. Yeah. I don't want a celebrity quarterback.
1: I will go with you there. I will go with you there. And that was the other part of my uh, Jordan Love suggestion. He's the next Hasselbeck, baby. <laughs> it's coming from Green Bay, the Green Bay uh, ex uh, backup quarterback, the whole nine. Yeah. Yeah, man. It just, it just, the narrative seems right. It's just uh, when I look wh- at
0: guys like Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, you know, guys yeah. who are both on their second deal, uh, Lamar. Those guys, yeah, I wouldn't classify them as celebrity quarterbacks,
1: yeah, I think there's a lot to be said for that, and that was the part of the Russell Wilson era that I could have easily done without you're right you're right you're you're hundred percent right, but there's not a lot of um, else I, and that's I, that's yeah, it's kind of like you know that ex that was like she was smoking, she had interesting thoughts about the world. You know, she filled in the blanks of a lot of the flaws that I have. And, you know, she she cooked awesome and, uh, you know, made her own way and was independent and did all the things right. But gosh, damn it. Like she just she kept leaving her socks on top of the hamper (laughs) instead of putting them in the hamper. It drove me crazy. I wanted to scream at her every day
0: about it. But yeah, I could definitely live without that when I'm looking for my next person. Well, I I think that there's that type of quarterback doesn't come around too often either.
1: It doesn't. And so that's the other part of this is this is going to be a day
0: and a trade that we're going to talk about for the next 15 years. I do want to hear from other people, though. Are there some qualities that really got under your skin that you don't want to see for a future quarterback?
1: Yeah, I think there's a, a lot of things. I, I mean, I think the thing that I thought that was interesting you bring up was um, not being able to, you know, check it down and just taking kill shots all day. I, I know that is one of the things that bothered you, um, <laughs> you know, as much as you defend it for the whole time is here. I wouldn't mind a little bit of a taller quarterback that can see the middle of the field a little better. I I, w- I would like to see that.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I do wonder if that middle of the field issue is a was a Russell Wilson issue or a Pete Carroll, you know, a risk aversion type move. If throwing over the middle produces more turnovers, so we just avoid throwing over the middle. I guess we're about to
1: find out, aren't we? Yeah. Because we get to see Russ in that Denver uniform with an offensive coach who is going to employ an offense that Russ is very familiar with after running it for a year. And it's going to be interesting. Look, the Broncos are set up for success, and Russ is probably going to have success there. And we're all going to have to deal with that. But what we're all also going to have to deal with is adversity. And this is where we're at. And you know, honestly, this is when I actually care to know about people. Like, what happens when it gets hard? What happens when it gets hard? Do you tuck your tail and run? Do you cry yourself to sleep? Do you stand up, brush yourself off, and look for what's next? Do you appreciate the things you had in your past? Go back and do just what Brandon did and have a little self-reflection on what didn't work and what you can do better? These are the things that we're all going to get to do over the next couple years, and the organization is going to get to do. And this next two years is going to be so defining for us as fans. It's going to be very defining for Pete, It's going to be very defining for John. And we're going to find out. We're going to find out what the next step looks like and what true grid
0: is really made of and who has that and who doesn't. How did we rank the most likely options? Because wasn't it, I don't know, a handful of episodes ago where we talked about it being more likely that all three, John Schneider, Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson, run it back, whether it's Russ and a new coaching staff. I can't yeah. remember what what was our what was our three rankings. How did we? Was I, it?
1: I can tell you this. I can tell you this. The least likely was that the team was going to get rid of Russ. Was that the least likely? Maybe it was. It was in my mind. Yeah. Okay. And without going back and listening, I don't know, but um, that felt the least likely to me. Yeah. That, probably... You just don't let go of a
0: generational talent at quarterback. The only thing that I can think of is the reason why you would do that is that you think it's near the end. And, gosh, you hope that they would have that information because what we've always talked about and, you know, looking another guy who screwed this up for everybody, Bill Belichick, moving on from players before mm-hmm. uh, and and recognizing when it's time to move on before the rest of the league notices mm-hmm. that it's that those guys are done. And then Tom Brady won a Super Bowl and Tom Brady went um, on to win a Super Bowl. So that didn't that, so- that ended that conversation. But Tom Brady screws up everything. Of people who screw things up more than uh, Belichick, I feel like it's Brady.
1: The, well, them and the Rams. So like, just like make sure to put them in there. Um, look, and the reason why I know that this trade isn't necessarily a good trade, in, I guess in the likelihood of whether this works out well for us and works out bad, it's much more likely that it works out bad than it works out good. And that's why every Niners fan I know texted me Mm -hmm.
0: everybody like from around the league hit me up oh it's why the odds of uh, when you look at the odds for winning the Super Bowl the Packers (laughs) went way up and the Seahawks went way down and Mm -hmm. it's because obviously there's certainty around the Packers quarterback spot and the Broncos went way up and the Broncos went way up but also the only quarterback who is elite in the NFC Left is Aaron Rodgers. It surely is. It surely is. Now, if Aaron can't pull this off in the NFC this year.
1: He's got to go through the last gasp of the Rams because this is their last year. Uh And I think that's why. I mean, I guess they didn't sign a long term deal or maybe they did. But um, let's say it's two or three years. Yeah. If you're Aaron, you're looking at
0: year two, year three. And you're like, yeah,
1: yeah. The thing's wide open for me.
0: So my other question is, if Pete Carroll and John Schneider thought that that was a good deal and brought us to the point to where now it's the end of Bobby, you're questioning whether some of these top guys who you would hope to resign for a potential final year run, year or two run, Russell Wilson leaves, should Pete Carroll and John Schneider be the two to try and rebuild this thing?
1: I think there's been one strong statement by this trade that was made, and that's freaking yes. That's how ownership feels. But but should it be yes?
0: (sighs) If you brought the organization to this point that you could not keep it together with Russ, you've gotten to a low point in terms of talent level that you've ever been since you arrived. Mm -hmm. Should that regime be the one to rebuild? I don't know if I can say yes to that.
1: I can't either. And most people are gonna to point to Pete's age, and I think that's a factor, but clearly he thinks he's gonna coach for another
0: three, four, or five years. I mean he really does. Maybe he can pull it off. Maybe he can identify those guys on the defense, do it his way. Maybe the friction between him and Russ was so much that it was uh it was creating the type of conflict that causes issues within the organization and you just yeah, you needed to make this your team again, and this is a way to do it. I think it's more about money. It's it's usually about money. Yeah, I just think it's more about money,
1: and you know, you're going to hear that. I'm sure. What's the day today? It's it's three eight twenty two. Correct three eight twenty uh, two. Give me the over under of how many days until Seth Wickersham comes out with his article detailing all of the, you know backstabbing and this and the that and the who doesn't like who and all that. What's that over under seven days, 10 days. And I don't think that's the story. I don't think that's the story.
0: It's the off season. So I don't think there's any sense of urgency on it, but I think it's something that we could get in the off season. I'd rather hear it maybe from Michael Sean Dugar, who I I feel has uh, a little bit better pulse. Than somebody from outside of the yeah, area. He
1: won't write that article because he has standards. So, like, you know, because oh, well, okay. he actual won't write dude. it
0: in that way. I I see what you're saying. Yeah, but. exactly. I mean, you know, you know how it's
1: gonna go. So at the end of the day, I think this was about money and roster building and the wave of the next five years. Cause I think all of these GMs and coaches thinking about like three to five year spans. I think that's probably about the healthy place to be. And they're all seeing it. And they're like, look, you know, once a roster is depleted and you've been paying this guy so much money at the quarterback position, you're kind of screwed. Get the best you can for him. Go ahead and rebuild that roster and then poach somebody else's quarterback, go to the super bowl, win a title, save everybody's job. I, I honestly think that's the plan. I think that's the plan.
0: If that's the way that you can pitch it and get away with it, um, then yeah, I don't I'd, like it. No, I I'd, I'd like it. If it happens, I mean, Gosh, I think about I one of the things I think about quite a bit is it was the uh, Florida Marlins, now the Miami Marlins, but they were able to make it to a World Series and win and completely tear it down and come back and do it again with a whole different set of people five years later. And I, I think about that model and it's it's that blow it up model. I just, I, I thought that if that was going to happen, it probably wouldn't be with the same coach and GM. Yes. But, hey, they did it once. So I guess we'll, we'll find out and we'll, and we'll know pretty quick if it's trending in that direction. I guess. I, I don't think much is going to change in
1: terms of up top for at least two years.
0: Oh yeah. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect that. But I mean, in terms of the product on the field, if we start to see progress within the next two years,
1: yeah, we'll know. yeah, maybe in the next two years, but you're not going to see progress this year.
0: You're not going to see it if be they win prepared, seven. What if they win seven games this year? Then that's a fail. Yeah, because they didn't lose fifteen. Exactly. No, yeah. I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. Yeah, that's why part of this compensation package needs to be the fact that the Seahawks have the top one or two pick going into next season. Great. Now I get to root for my team to lose. This is gonna be great. Can't wait. Can't wait. I'm not rooting for my team to lose. I want to see a lot of young players out there playing and getting experience and seeing progress with this new group. In uh, a,
1: you know, the football purist in me,
0: like I enjoy that process
1: of watching a Richard Sherman type of player start to blossom, watching Cam Chancellor step into his role. And become who he is. Having Marshawn Lynch, you know, be a, a guy they trade in and infuse some energy all of a sudden and and all of that, give you some identity. The process, it can be fun. And you know, it's a lot like the scene from The Fifth Element when Gary Oldman, you know, the bad guy, knocks a glass off of his desk and basically talks about how by destroying things, he's creating creation right like by destruction comes creation and that's what we get to look forward to
0: look forward to is uh look ahead to i don't know
1: well however you want to term it and this is how you deal with adversity or you don't it's either the next opportunity or it's not and this is our next opportunity i have an idea of how i'd like to see that go a little bit um Go get Jordan Love. Go get him. Go get him.
0: Okay, you've probably talked me into that being maybe the best quarterback option that's out there right now.
1: It's one that makes sense in terms of money. It also makes sense in terms of potential talent. It gives you a year on his rookie deal to trot him out there and see what you got. And if you're not sold, great. You lost a bunch of games. You have a high draft pick. Go get that quarterback.
0: I feel like, though, for Jordan Love, you're probably competing with the Steelers, the Colts, maybe. I mean, really, what's the the high end of compensation for Jordan Love
1: is a bottom end first round pick. Right about where they picked him. Yeah, that's the high end. OK, then let me compete in that market. I, I, that's fine by me. Go ahead. All right. Steelers offer up a high third and a and a fifth. OK, you know, it, it just. Whatever it is, you just top it. You just top it up to the level of a late first round pick. And nobody's paying any higher than that. That's just markets, man.
0: What about reuniting Jared Goff and Shane Waldron? My pause is long for a reason. uh, I'm I'm glad we're not sitting in the same room together because I feel like you would punch me.
1: I think I would have. Not in the face, though. Probably more like in the chest. Not even in the right. gut, because that's how Houdini died. I wouldn't do that to you. Like, I, I punch you in the chest. Not real hard, just enough to get your attention and be like, shut the fat up. Never say that again. That's that almost as bad as you being like, oh, they're going to give up you know, a, a fair amount of that draft capital for Kirk Cousins.
0: Look, when I woke up this morning, I wasn't thinking about all of the other options at quarterback that I would have to consider with Russell Wilson Certainly on the not. team. So now it's the end of the day and all of these terrible thoughts are going through my head and now they're coming out of my mouth.
1: Yeah, I get it. I get it. I went through all those terrible thoughts, found a good thought. And then I put it out here on the
0: podcast. Go get Jordan love. I'm telling you the guy can play. He can play because the other options are Matt Ryan and Jared Goff,
1: which, what does that do for you or Teddy Bridgewater? Or I don't even think you could trade for Derek Carr because of the cap stuff.
0: Um, I mean, you could, possible.
1: And please, God, the next person that looks at me and says, Deshaun Watson, I will punch you in the face, not the chest, because I don't want that guy anywhere near my organization. In fact, if they do that with Watson, the future of this podcast is cloudy. I I don't know that I could watch this team. That would be something that I would legitimately boycott. And it's a lot like when uh, we all found out about Bill Cosby And I was like, wait a second, he's the Cosby Show dad. He's Mr. Hoxtable. Like, this can't be, and we couldn't wrap our head around that. That's the same thing with Deshaun Watson. The squeaky clean image, all that. Turns out he's a skeezer. He's a skeezer. Like, don't want him. Nowhere near the scene. Please, God, no forever. Please do not touch him. That would be the one thing that would probably make me walk away from this. I'm not even joking.
0: I would have to take more of the compartmentalized approach. I mean, similar to when Frank Clark, we worked through that issue. Sure, on, and she the show. also came out and said how she felt about it, which you know wasn't. It was a it was a one. It's a within the family one on one type situation. Whereas this is Deshaun Watson and twenty two. She didn't yeah. take
1: him to court.
0: Yeah, like
1: twenty two other women have taken Deshaun Watson to court. Twenty fucking two. Once is a coincidence. Twice is trend. Three times is you brought him Twenty two times is like be it breaks a scale it breaks a scale like so i anybody who suggests that shut your mouth and if you would actually cheer for that guy in your uniform you probably have some soul searching to do that's all i'm saying
0: I, that that would be it would be a tough guy to cheer for impossible guy to cheer for
1: impossible he
0: is the most talented guy out there though and somebody's probably going to sign him he's got some talents at massage parlors too allegedly
1: allegedly 22 times. Yep. Make of it as you will. So yeah, that is a non-starter. I, uh, yeah, that would be one of the things that puts me over the edge. I, I probably would take off my fandom for that.
0: It's good to know you have a line. Now we, now we know what we, we,
1: yeah. Yeah. Like we want harassing the few, if we, women, if we want this. harassing women from a p- position of power multiple times over and over and over and over and over and over. I don't know how many times I have to say over to get to 22, but over and over and over. Like, yeah, that's the line.
0: It it would be like if Ben Roethlisberger were to come out of retirement and say, you know what? I'm going to go to the Seahawks for for a year. Yeah, I would think I'd have to take a year off.
1: And what did he have? two accusations
0: I feel like it would there were more solid it was more solid too but is I, I, I don't I don't know. I don't feel like it's any more solid I, I think they're both equally as solid it's been longer since that happened so I just trying to Me. no no I that's why it's been longer yeah. since Ben so it's not as fresh in my mind how it went down but it's sure. still I get yeah. the skis I get the skeezy vibes with Ben is what I'm saying That would leach into my fandom. Well, that's
1: because you have good good instincts. You know what? We all have our lines. We all have our lines, and that's definitely one for me. Now, uh, does that mean that there aren't other options out there? Absolutely not. There's all sorts of other options. There's ways we can go. It is going to be interesting, folks. Like I can't believe this just happened. This is where we are. I'm five beers in. We'll see if we make it to a full show. This might just be a first-half show that we put out. Because my better at life and do betters and all that doesn't fucking matter anymore. Like it, it's so so tough uh, to deal with this. And then on top of all of that, we lose Bobby. And I know you're like, oh, he'll be back like Carlos Dunlap style, Bobby Blue, all that. Nah, I don't think so. No. So but what here- I'm
0: the other thing that I'm saying is that I think Bobby deserves the respect of a full discussion and show of what he means to the team and what he meant to the team, if it is the end. And I'm not ready oh, to say yeah. that it's the end until I know for sure that it's the end.
1: Okay, well, he's released and he's not on the team anymore, so that's ended.
0: And if he comes out and he says that he's retiring in a week, then I want to do the Bobby Wagner, the thank you show, the one that we did for Cam, yeah. the one that we did for Marshawn, and, yes. and do that for him and recognize Bobby in that way. And yeah. so, again, I'm, I'm holding back here.
1: Give the team some credit. Give the team some credit because they decided to go this route and they released Bobby instantly to give him the chance to go out and sign on with a contender if that's what he so wants to do. They gave him all the options that they possibly could and it really did him a solid by releasing him this early. So I'll give the team a lot of credit there. That's a classy move, although maybe it's not so classy. Maybe it's, ah, oh, we traded Russell Wilson, and then, like, later this evening, while we're all sitting down and half drunk and crying in our beers over our breakup, then they're like, oh, I'm Bobby, too.
0: In a way, I respect it because it rips the Band-Aid off right away. And, yeah, I get to feel it all in one day rather than spread it out. Yeah. Let's get to the second half of the show. Getting into the second half of the show, Jason Harding came in with a comment on our live stream and... This is again. I'm not ready to say goodbye to Bobby, and maybe it's because I'm kind of with Jason in this. He says, in the end, Bobby hurts more. I I could I could get there with you, and I think that's why. Again, that's why I can't can't go there quite yet.
1: I can't argue with you. I mean, if it if it hurts more to lose Bobby than it does Russ, like I feel you. I do. I do. I'm not sure that I can quantify it one
0: way or the other. Um, it's an end of an era.
1: 3 8
0: And I, I thought of another, because I was looking in our Do Better channel, because Josh DeHuman came in and said, do better to Russell Wilson for actually deciding to leave the Seahawks, because yes, he had a no-trade clause, and so he had to approve it, and it was his choice. But just a couple posts earlier, I thought of another uh, ex-quarterback thing that got under my skin a little bit. The, oh yeah, the neutral mindset stuff.
1: Ah, there it is. Yeah, no, that did drive you crazy. Um, look, Russ isn't. Uh, he, he, he has blame in, in this as well. Just sad, man. Just sad. That's that's the best way that I
0: can put it. And um, you know, we've got years to <laughs> to deconstruct this, and we've got the whole off season to get through our five stages.
1: Sure. Like any good breakup with somebody before you are ready. Uh, for me at least, it's always been a years long process.
0: like a couple years. Well, I know some folks who are not breaking up with us. It is our members of the flock. and we've we had two people come in on this day on three eight twenty two Wow, that came into the flock with donations. We'll get to them, but I want to start off by thanking our executive producers, DCH, Dustin Mock, Brian Shaw, and Rebecca Christensen.
1: Hell yeah, man. I mean, bloomy, me. Hong Kong Hawk, he had uh, mentioned in the comments, like, you still get my twelve twelve forever, man, and like all that. And It means a lot. It means a lot. I mean, Brandon and I were doubling down on this this year and looking to expand things. And to be honest, short of deshaun watson i'm in like you know i I, i'm still in we're gonna keep going we're gonna be there with you we'll break it all down and we'll get there we'll get there together and i can't wait for that journey with you guys and for you to come in today uh the people you're about to announce like that that's a huge deal and it fills up my cup a lot and
0: just thank you yeah especially starting out with carly perkins who came in at three dollars a month and carly was the first one in after the Russell Wilson news today, and so I know that it had to be on the mind as, you know, hitting the donate button. Oh, right. That's, um yeah, that didn't slip by and just accidentally. So that was a, a, just a huge thanks for that coming through. Yeah, thanks to Carly.
1: Carly, you were awesome. Thank you so much. And a huge go Hawks to you. Did it make you think a little bit when he, it- when this went down that you might have to hear Russ say Go Bronx. What? I don't even know what the
0: Broncos say. Well, leave it to Russ. What what is Jared? Does do they have a saying that they use? Oh, yeah, the one saying that I hear all the time
1: is uh you want to know why the the sunset is Broncos colors? Because God loves the Broncos. That's what I hear a lot. Do
0: you, do you think that Russ is going to end the end his press conferences with that every time? God loves the Broncos.
1: I wouldn't put it past him.
0: Okay, that's going to sting a little bit.
1: Wait till you see him shake horse mouth John Elway's hand in a couple weeks. Because I know, you know, they'll trot John out. Oh my gosh. Gross. Well, I will say this I travel to Denver quite a bit, I travel to Seattle quite a bit. Enjoy your time in freaking Denver. Denver sucks.
0: Yeah, of all the of all this talk of Russ needs to go to a big market, Denver is really what. Uh, it's a bigger market than ours, man. I I suppose it is. C dove twelve came in at twelve dollars a month. Thank you, C dove twelve. Damn it, twelve dollars a month too. Yeah, man, that's commitment right there.
1: C dove twelve, you're amazing, true fan. Go Hawks to you, my fellow twelve. You're an amazing dude or lady or whoever you are. That's
0: awesome. Appreciate you a ton. And I think with Carly and C dump twelve, I, they've been in the flock. So welcome to the flock. Not appropriate, but yes. The but the the notifications came in today. So however you made that work, it was yeah. appreciated. Yep. Uh, Mick Grant gave us a raise from six dollars a month to eighty four Australian for the year. So mm-hmm. thanks to Mick dude from down under even like that's awesome dude appreciate you so much thank you also a thanks to tony Ast, who uh, gave a who went up from the three dollars a month to 36 euro for the year
1: wow euros okay
0: uh, i know we've got australia we've got let's see where's tony from i want to say germany off the top of my head but i don't know for sure
1: Okay. Well, I don't know which one of those currencies. Ah,
0: Deutschland. I was right.
1: Hey, look at you. I don't know which one of those currencies we'll be able to spend in two years. Uh, but all of them, you know, I'll, we'll take them. I'll, I'll, I'll gladly diversify out of the dollar.
0: Chris Boucher came in at twenty dollars a month, and I wanted to. Th- I wanted to thank Chris because we we actually we we put out levels, and they're not really any particular rhyme or reason, other than some of them have cute numbers yeah. like you know yeah. the number 3 was really important in Seattle for a, a period of time
1: and will be forever
0: and it should it be it will be forever yeah it will ab- be forever absolutely and uh you know obviously 12 you know we had 25 even for sherman and we've continued mm-hmm. that on so yes and but chris came in with 20 and that's the thing with the value for value model you can pick whatever number works for you oh yeah so he went
1: double jordan love cuz he wears 10 there you go. He's in on the Jordan Love trade too, <laughs> times two. I figure if I just put this out enough, it might reach back to you know uh, Seahawks headquarters, and 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 maybe they'll they'll do my
0: bidding. So we'll and see. Maybe we need to listen to Adam on this quarterback stuff.
1: <laughs> yes, mother... motherfuckers, you should all listen to me on this. I know what the fuck I'm talking about. I might have been wrong on this motherfucking trade. And my whole life sucks today, and my football life, I should put. And, you know, with that said, I have a path for us going forward. Catfish, fucking listen to me. All of you motherfuckers, let's go. Oh, that- There. I know everybody wanted that. I know everybody wanted that. It
0: reminds me of one of my favorite scenes from Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, where they're at the, the little kiosk, mm-hmm. <laughs> and type into the internet people that say they suck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just a little bit of that.
1: <laughs> a little bit of that in there.
0: Robert Coleman came in at $3 a month. Welcome to the flock to Robert. Dude, Robert
1: as well. Look, you guys are amazing, man. In the darkest days. And we're going to rely on you, man. And we appreciate you.
0: Also got an email from John Lamparski in Little Rock. Who, uh, yeah, He was one of our Pick'em League winners. And I've assembled the list of prizes. I'm going to start emailing folks out now. Yeah. And uh, John came in with his email, Adam, because you had a challenge for the two teams that tied at fourth place. That's right. No,
1: John's in Little Rock, Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm mean, going to need John to make sure to buy beer every Saturday just in case I come by on Sunday and can't get beer in Arkansas because it's so backwards. Oh, that's right. And so you always complain about that. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's the dumbest thing in the world. I'm a 21 year old adult. Well, I'm obviously more than twenty one years old that is kind of the point. But yeah, I should be able to buy beer, whatever I want. I don't care if Jesus frowns on it. Like that's how I feel about it. So I mean I need John with that. Now, what I'm really curious about is we talked about some ambush, an Acre Man style fight. Like, how are we settling this? What what's John got?
0: I mean, we're all old enough to buy it on one day and keep it in our fridge for Sunday. So yeah. And so you get I wine at church you, I also. Nah,
1: I will challenge you to do this. I will challenge you to do this. Travel for two to three weeks straight and keep the days straight and the alcohol laws in whatever county <laughs> you might
0: be in straight in your head. Yeah. And buy appropriately. Good luck with that. Good now, luck with that. Is it just beer or is wine? Because wine at church everything. is everything, right? Yeah, but that doesn't matter because just wondering if because
1: the- I'll, I'll put it to you this way Brandon there was one time Jared and I were going through a checkout line on Sunday we missed the cutoff by like 20 minutes mm-hmm. and Jared was in the checkout line and the gal rings it up and she goes oh I can't sell you this and he's like what are you talking about <laughs> and <laughs> she's like well you know the law of this that thing and the old lady that was begging up the last of her groceries at the end of the little you know treadmill thing yeah and she looks at him and goes
0: because church <laughs> <laughs> because church is not a reason. we're not medieval times. I know it it's the reason given, but I, I really do want to understand it because good luck, okay. I know I shouldn't I'm, I, I'm not I'm not trying to get it out of you because clearly you have your your um, bias in this. And I, yeah, hundred percent.
1: You mean the truth and the righteousness of my argument? Absolutely, I've got a bias. But with that said, I've also grilled many Southerners on the uh, subject, and they're like to oh. try and figure out. And they're like, "Yeah, well, why do you vote for this nonsense?
0: What is wrong with you? Been drinking too much swamp water." Adam Emmert could clean up in Southern politics. Just be, just go up and say, "Hey, uh, vote for me. You get beer on Sunday." Beer on Sundays. Who gives a shit Continuing with the email says, This is John Lamparski, 2017 Seahawks Pick'em winner, riding in with my fourth place tie. I cannot mm. figure out how to change my name. That is why it is just my name. I am ready fair. to... Ju-
1: fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on board with that explanation already.
0: It is fair. I am ready to jump and battle to the death over Seahawks stuff. Where? Probably as they come out of the restroom, they would be relaxed and probably feeling pretty good. That would yeah. be the perfect time to pounce.
1: Oh, he missed it by about five minutes. While they're peeing is <laughs> when you really want to go for the jugular. Yeah. Haven't you ever watched a James Bond movie?
0: That's true. Yeah. That's when you're at your most uh, vulnerable. Yeah. With your, with your D out. Also, that's. <laughs> but I, I do feel like it wouldn't be as surprising of an ambush because that you've you seen sure? it. We've seen it in the movies so much.
1: Tell me that you have another thought in your mind while you're taking a leak in the urinal, which is usually not divided between the other urinals that you're, you're peeing at. For all you ladies who don't know. The only thought in your mind, being in the that urinal, is you're staring at that tile directly in front of you, pretending the answers of life are written there. You don't look anywhere else. You don't think about nothing else. You're staring at that tile, you know, out of respect for all the other dudes that got their schlong out.
0: You're telling me that you've never stood at a urinal and had somebody walk behind you, and the thought doesn't cross your mind that, oh my goodness, I hope this guy doesn't just jack me up right here.
1: While you're peeing, you're thinking about other people. Uh,
0: you know, you should be staring at that time. When title. somebody walks behind you, you don't no, like. I the, don't have that situational awareness. You don't think that Jason that Bourne might be right behind me right now? Touche, touche to Jason Bourne. And I've got good situational
1: awareness, just not why I'm peeing. Maybe, maybe that should be the title of this episode.
0: Weapon. I don't need a weapon. I would use my bare hands, but if I need something. Ooh. I would take a belt or something off of them. Two reasons for that. It keeps my hands free for the original yeah. attack. And two, it would be more humiliating to finish them with something that was theirs. Hope that and, helps.
1: And they can't trace it back to you because you didn't buy it. This is a genius. John's a genius.
0: Hope that helps. No need to call authorities. Just a little Arkansas humor. What did I win? Gohawks? Hawks.
1: You won my respect and admiration. And whatever
0: Brandon bought for you, I don't know, but we'll see. Fourth place, John, you won fourth place. Yeah, what are you sending him? Uh, whatever's it better next- be
1: more than your love.
0: So I have, I have the helmet, the signed helmet from. Yeah, that's
1: for first place.
0: But that so that's first place, and then I have a signed mini helmet, which is mm-hmm. for second place. I've got some DK Metcalf graded rookie cards, so that's an option. Okay. Okay. I also is
1: graded better
0: is it, graded it, better. It is.
1: Okay. Uh, no, I'm asking you to educate me because uh, I don't know about that world.
0: Yeah. There's a company that you send, you can send your cards into. And one of the uh-huh. reasons why they did this is because when you and I were kids, Adam, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. had cards. Yeah. I don't know. Binder. Only a certain number of people kept them in super, really nice condition because even, yeah. even when Those you had were a, called nerds, <laughs> right? All the nerds <laughs> kept their cards. Nice. You and I, we took them out of our binders. We, you know, looked at them. We got them scratched up, put them back in the binder. It happens when you just you're touching your cards all the time. Well, the nerds got over.
1: I touch my cards all the time.
0: The nerds got over and made a grading, uh, made card grading a thing. And so the people who kept their cards in pristine condition, they get the, the higher graded cards.
1: The only thing that I'm confused about is that I, I would figure nerds would be touching their cards, but uh, I guess I guess they did not.
0: They have more straight. The other thing, if you remember when we were kids, is that they did a really crappy job of cutting the cards sometimes, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so like the picture would be on wonky on the card, and yeah. so the, the ones that are perfectly centered, you get uh, higher grades on, too. Really? You don't get more money for the wonky ones? You don't get more money for the... I've kept some of the wonkiest ones, though. Yeah, you think that'd be worth some, you
1: know, for rarity's sake? I don't, I don't know. This whole industry is weird to me.
0: I want to say it was William Elliot and like he was a no-name oiler, but it, I had the the card is so uncut that you can see like the cropping marks from the the page. <laughs> nice. On the card? That's hilarious. I kept that one.
1: Yeah. I like John style though in this fight. Uh that he proposes to bring. Yeah. although maybe have a backup weapon like, you know, something in the sock or something Mm. because he was just going full. Like he was, he was going full Jason Bourne, which again, hard not to respect. I respect it. Also dealing with a lot of Arkansans. I believe it's within his power. I think
0: it's in there. I just want to say next time you're down there. Yeah. Coming out of the bathroom, watch yourself. I will. John might like just, choke me out i like that john has the respect not to do it though while you're doing your business
1: sure i think it's a missed opportunity but hey man like yeah it's all good less witnesses too on to do better and better at life sweet um my do better i don't know what it is because i didn't look it up again because i didn't and care coming in this episode yeah now we're into the drunk adam part of the podcast where i've had about Oh, we're going on six. All right. Uh, do better. Do better. Do better to the Seahawks franchise for ripping my heart out this week. Do better to Russell Wilson for ripping my heart out this week. Do better for only winning one catfish Super Bowl during this era. There should have been at least two, if not three. Do better to the trade compensation that we got back in a market where there's no catfish and quarterbacks to be had. Do better to all of this catfish on this stupid, dreary, snowy, catfishing march that I'm dreading because I hate March of Montana. And this is another reason why I'm going to always forever catfishing hate March, catfish, this month, catfish, this day, catfish, everything that's happened
0: today, God. catfish, damn it, do better. <laughs> After that, there is nowhere else that we could go with this show. So I think with that.
1: Oh, but no even better at lives there's only one thing left to say:
0: Go hawks,
1: go hawks.